All right, here we go. We're not starting over. Here we go. (laughs) Welcome into Off the Cuff Sports. Let's try this again. How are we doing? We've been gone for Uh, weeks. Uh, obviously, <laughs> we're out of practice because somebody didn't get bored when we started. We went for about five <laughs> minutes and didn't notice. <laughs> wow. Here we go. Uh, <sighs> all right. Team in distress. I think it's the Clippers and and Belgium. Uh, you guys tell me why it is not the Clippers. What do the Clippers do to stay out of the distress club at this point? Well... I, like I said, I know Lamorris is going to say I mean, that they're not a distress club. I, I believe that they are a distress club. Uh, just because the pure fact of it doesn't matter. I understand that Kawhi is hurt. You still have, in my opinion, the best second option player in the NBA and Paul George, who relinquished his pandemic P title to Kristaps uh, Porzingis this year. Um and then not only that, you have the deepest bench in the NBA. Like, I don't understand how they signed all these guys and have this team constructed. And the Lakers can't get a competent bench player at all. Um, so, now, I even though Kawhi is super important, which he is, I think that Lamorce would also agree that Kawhi is nothing more than a secondary superstar himself. Um so, that being said, that team had no excuse to lose, um, especially to only win the what the two games that they did. It should have went seven. Uh, and no, I am. I'm just very disappointed. I think Kawhi is out again. Uh, he's been disgruntled with the medical staff. I believe he's going to go to Miami. Uh, and I think that when he's with a true number one with Jimmy Buckets, uh, Jimmy Buckets, Kawhi, Tyler Hero, and Bam. I think that that's going to be the team to be in the East, my opinion. Wow. Okay. But I think this speaks to a, a deeper issue that now we're seeing a pattern with Kawhi uh, as far as Reach. teams that he's with. Um, well, we've, we've been burned bridge in San Antonio, which is the most drama-free place in the entire NBA. And then uh, he went to Toronto, which was the perfect situation. He said after he went there, won a championship, he's like, nah, I'm good. And went to L.A. to not the L.A. team, the other L.A. team. Can we start saying that he's Taylor Swift? Because he keeps she keeps writing songs about bad boyfriends and, you know, and yet, there's no songs about good boyfriends. Maybe, maybe Kawhi's the problem. In my, in my personal opinion, and, and like I said, y'all may not agree with it. Kawhi is starting to hit that KD threshold of like snickery, where all he wants to do is like, like he doesn't want to be great. Like all he wants to do is like, oh, I'm a basketball player. I want to show up. I want to hoop, and then I want to go home. And it's just like. To me, like that, you can't be a superstar or have superstar talent and have that mentality where it's just like, oh, I'm just a basketball player. It's like, no, dude, like you got a responsibility anymore. 
you've been the MVP of the finals, you can't be well just a guy. Exactly. Like you gotta you get well, certain responsibilities it, though, that come with it. You've got to remember part of that though, you said he just wants to show up and who he doesn't show up right now. And I don't know how That's injured right. he is, like you know, in reality, but part of being if you're just gonna be someone who leads by example rather than being like the top locker room guy or someone who's going to take over in the fourth quarter. Um, you've got to lead, like, by example. So that means showing up to games, even if you're hurt, you know, playing through stuff and, and trying to set that example. But I don't think Kawhi does that. Kawhi, whenever, you know, stuff's not going right, he runs. And that's not, you know, the way to solve everything. So, but... Yeah, uh, but I do like the idea of him going question, to Miami. Clippers can't be in in the distress club. Oh no, um, I was just going to say the Clippers can't be in the distress club um, just based off of injuries. If that's the case, then we would put you know the Lakers who were bouncing the first round in the distress club, and they didn't even put up a fight. They had a better player to lead them than um, you know Paul George. I don't think we put the Nets in the distress club just because Harden and and Kyrie were hurt, but look, um, but look at the situation. Injuries kind of change things, and I, I just feel like we need to look at this. What's the situation? Though it's like, okay, so with the in the case of the Lakers and the Nets, the reason why we didn't put them in the the reason why I feel like we didn't put the Nets in the distress club was like, let's be honest, like it was a it's a fairly even match without. Kyrie or James Harden with just KD and company and just Giannis and company. Like, that's just that's just my opinion, um, you know. But I don't think that that's what warrants the distress club because KD should be that guy. Like, we both said it with LeBron being the only person that was out there that really was, like, trying to play, and he was on half an ankle, you know, like, Yes, that kind of warned them to be in the distress club because they did lose AD. We never thought that he was going to be able to pull it off without AD, especially with the defense that they were running. The reason why I don't feel like we can give the Clippers an excuse, I get it. Kawhi is a big piece, but let's let's keep it very, very clear and very, very honest. It's like with Paul George putting up the numbers that he was putting up, he was putting up legitimate starter numbers okay and they have the best bench like they 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 lou williams rotates plays 11 players that's unheard of in the, at the nba level most guys stick with eight maybe nine in the playoffs you mean, his rotation you is, mean tyron lou not not lou williams see? my bad solo, they, see, lou, lemon my pepper bad. lou yeah lemon but also lou, don't bad. forget solo solo don't forget they also they had other people injured. So Zubak was out. They didn't have a center. They were playing Marcus uh, Morris on DeAndre Ayton. And that's like, that's a, what, six-inch height difference? But, okay, but then look at what happened when you they had, decided um, to counter. There was a couple of people out. Though. Yeah, they were missing Zubak. They were missing, uh, what's his name? They were missing uh, Kawhi. They were missing, not the, uh, the what's his name? They were missing Luke Kennard. Like, because Luke Kennard is injured. So they're missing three out of their 11. I get there we that. Go. Well, yeah. But the biggest thing that I, I will not give them a pass for is that at the end of the day, with those injuries, 
they, they should still be better than the Suns. Like, come on now. We're talking about the Phoenix Suns. Like, and they, they had two games without Chris I don't Paul, think so. my guy. Okay. I, I, okay. I, I, uh, we, we have an impasse I, here. Uh, I, we will, at this point, I think we – Let's go to the other side and see what the – see, see what uh, – talk about the Eastern Conference, what we think is going to happen. Uh, the, the Hawks are dud, in my opinion. They may get one more win, but they can't. They're not going to win the series. Not if Ice Trey can make it back. If Ice Trey can make it back, they have a chance. Um, but that's the crazy part about it. I think they play better without Trey Young. That's just my opinion. Because Trey yeah. Young just sucks up the ball so damn much. Like, you know where all the offense is coming from. Um, but you see, they did really well without him. Because then you didn't know who was going to take over. That's fair. That's fair. But that that only works so much. Um, so, you know, I, I think there's that's gonna that's gonna come back to them eventually. I mean, they may get them out. They may get lucky. But I mean, they did lose the last game by double digits. Like they were never really in the game this last time. Uh, Lem, what are your thoughts before we move on? Oh no, it's over. I've been okay. saying it. If uh, if Trey Young comes back, I give them one more game. Otherwise, I think their their run yeah. is is pretty much done now. But Hawks fans should be satisfied. Let's be honest. Let's let's be real. They after they should have been done after the first round, if not before that. But uh, so I want to bring this up. I wasn't planning on talking about this, but uh, this was something that came up on Colin Cowherd's show yesterday as a potential trade in the NBA. And I wanted to get y'all's thoughts on it. Um, he wanted to trade Anthony Davis for Damian Lillard. Hell no. It's not worth it. It's not <laughs> worth it. But I mean, I don't think that they do a sign trade. You sign, uh, you sign Schroeder, uh, and you trade Schroeder, you trade Kuzma, and THT, and a draft pick for Dan Lillard. If the rest with with role players and call it a day. But you can't give up Anthony Davis. No. Yeah, I, I, I think it should be a big three situation uh, if it would if it's going to work. But that's just me. What do you think, Lamorse? I guess the only way I see this working is if you believe that AD is too injury prone that's to fair. service the Lakers long term. Then I could see um, a trade where you know you ditch AD as good as he is. And, but, you know, see if you could get someone like Dane. And if that opens up some salary space to sign a, another decent, you know, Ford, you can you could kind of make it work from there. But I don't think there's a easy fix to the Lakers roster um, without, you know, one of those players walking or taking a pay cut between LeBron and AD. Yeah, yeah, and you want you want, you want LeBron to get traded anyway, so you know. 
Don't I mean, mean oh, if, no, that's not if we would have traded LeBron, if we would have traded LeBron to the Suns, like I said earlier, and just picked up, you know, Booker and Aiton, Lakers might be in the finals again, but nobody listens to me. Nobody sees the potential. I'm smoking all of that uh pack right now. Uh, anyway. So we'll move anyway. on for, to the Euro Cup. We mentioned it briefly during the Stress Club. Uh, currently in the semifinals is going to be Spain versus Italy, which I'm very happy Spain. to hear that. Though I did not project the, the Italy to get this far, I'm very happy to be wrong in the situation. Um, the other two quarterfinals games are today with, I believe it's England versus the, the Czech Republic and Denmark versus... Uh, let me check here. Uh, excuse me, Denmark versus Czech Republic and England versus the Ukraine. Uh, Easy dub. Yeah, I, yeah I, I I don't see Ukraine staying with England at all. Um, the, the only way that they can stop England is by legitimately playing possession ball, trying to counter on the break, scoring the easy goal at the very beginning, like the first 15 to 20 minutes of the game, and then parking the bus the rest of the uh, rest of the way. So that's, how that's Atlanta United pl- tries to play, but they're not good enough to even play that way. Uh, nah, I mean, professionally, especially in the MLS, like possession ball, it just doesn't work because you don't have the high quality of players that you do overseas. Yeah. That's just kind of why you see it play out better. But over here, like we're, we're more of a Brazilian league where it's like you got to score rather than, you know, play possession ball. There's only two teams in the MLS that can actually do that. And that is the Galaxy to some extent. And that's the, uh, what's his name? The Timbers. Everybody else, there's no reason for you to even consider playing possession ball. You just got to outscore your opponent. Fair. Um, what are your thoughts on the Italy-Spain matchup? As much as I hate to say it for all of my Italian friends, okay, yeah. your run is coming to an end. I no, understand I that. Yeah, Spain had a, had a blunder against uh, Croatia and almost gave up <laughs> a game to Croatia where they had a, a nasty on goal to their uh, by yeah. their keeper. Uh, but when you just see the firepower that, that, that Spain has, I'm talking about, you know, from the 11, the 7, the 9, and the, the 10, and the 8, it's like it's, it's really difficult. Even I would be worried to see them go up against England because we all know um, your boy is 11.4% uh, British, according to uh, 23andMe. So uh, I can say, and it not be a problem, I can say that, you know, the title's coming home. We're going over the pond to celebrate. But, yeah, um, I think that Spain has too much firepower. Like I said, Italy's yeah. one and only chance to uh, be competitive in this game is they're going to have to try to match Spain goal for goal. Yeah. And, and I but, just don't but, see that happening. But also – at, at least we can say that that is, that is Italy's game. They're very aggressive. They're very forward-playing, like to play in the other zone. They get out quick uh, and that strong back four. Um, I love the way they play. Uh, that's how I would coach a team if I was coaching a soccer team. Um, they've got – but unfortunately, they've had a couple injuries throughout this tournament. And I think if they were fully healthy – they'd have a legitimate shot to win this game, but I just, 
I, I just think they don't have enough there right now to compete. Uh, fortunately, playing Spain, they're playing their own game. They're not trying to play a different game. They're not going to try to be like the Ukraine that play, you know, play defensive ball and just play keep away for most of the game and get, you know, a couple trash scores in. Uh, so, which would not work at all. But, yeah, I have to agree with you. It, Italy made their run. I'm happy for how far they got, considering where they didn't even qualify for FIFA five years ago or four years ago, whatever it was. Uh, and now they're at this point, they're in the semis for the Euro. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm satisfied with where this story ends. Um, and we'll go from there. Lem, what are your thoughts as far as the Euro Cup goes? I don't watch the Euro Cup, so I don't have no idea what's going on right now. But uh, let's go with Spain. Okay. All right. That's that's Lem's hot pick right there. <laughs> is Spain. <laughs> it's Caliente pick. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, we'll move on, touch a little bit on news in the Olympic trials. Um, one of the athletes, uh, I Shikari, is that how you say her first name? Is that correct? Yeah. Richardson. Uh, she qualified for the 100-meter dash very fast. She's probably going to beat a she could probably get a finish midway in the pack for the men's, I think, how good she was. But she popped for marijuana on her drug test and will not be able to run the 100 meter. Assuming she passes her next drug test, she may she would be eligible to do the four by one hundred. So there's that. What are y'all's thoughts on this situation? I mean, like. When the story broke, like it's very easy for people like to be to point the finger and be super judgmental and be like, "Ah, oh, bro, she's an Olympian." I, right, ah, oh, bro, like she should have known better. Like, but I just don't think that people realize the whole story. Like, okay, like her biological mother passed away. Okay, they were just starting to reform a relationship. You know that they really didn't have, and then like her mother dies. So now, like, you're thinking about all that time that you put in, but how so much you could have done so much more. And, like, you're feeling regret, you're feeling guilt. And because of that, now, you know, she decides to, you know, smoke a joint. Okay? That's not a bad, to me, it's not a bad thing, especially when you're in a place where it's legal. Like, it's your prerogative, you're of age, it is what it is. Um and we, the thing about it is it's not a, it's not a PED. It's not a performance enhancement drug. Like anybody that's ever been high. Okay. I'm not saying that I have. Okay. I'm pure. Okay, I love Jesus. Being drunk. Don't know about being high. Okay. I know you've been drunk, bro. We, we, yeah, we've been been, I, I've, I've been sloshed. Okay. But like, if it's anything like being drunk, okay. It does not make you faster. It might make your perception <laughs> Like, oh, my God, I'm going fast as heck, boy. But you're really not. Like, so it's not steroids or anything like that. So she had weed lungs, and she still beat everybody yeah. at the world championship. That's pretty legit. By half of a second. Like, 
and half of a second in track is something major. Okay, so That's legit, yeah. You, you look at it, it's like, come on. Now I'm going to shift the the spectrum a little bit. Now you have this other Olympian, okay? It is the most decorated Olympian in history. Okay, this person got caught with weed. Okay, their consequences. They became the poster the poster child for mental health. They did get suspended, but they were still allowed to go to their subservient um, Olympic Games where they won seven gold medals. Does anybody know who I'm talking about? Yes, you're talking about Michael Phelps. Okay, then. So but, well, here's my only that... caveat to that. I don't I don't disagree okay. with what you're saying. He did smoke weed. We 100 percent he but from my understanding, he never actually popped on a drug test. Oh no, no, no. He got he, he got first of all, he got caught in 4K on camera and yes, then he, he popped, popped. But he never popped on a drug test, an Olympic drug <laughs> test. They they have no jurisdiction outside of that. Okay, so you telling me that if so here's all I'm asking. So you telling me that Shakari gets caught with a picture of a blunt, but pops negative for a, a blood test. I mean, pops negative for a blood test, but she get caught with a with a with a joint in her hand. You you still think we having this conversation? I would be on your side if we did have that conversation. I okay, would be on well, your side if that if the same thing was happening. At the end of the day, it is that's the that's the drug. I I feel like they should have treated Michael Phelps a little worse than they did, obviously. But at the end of the day. He, she popped on a drug test. He didn't. I think I that's the difference there. They're got, they've got a, they're, the Olympic committee is very black and white. Not the, the, that's, the, and the I, Olympic I'm not committee, saying it's yeah. right. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying right yeah. or wrong here. I'm just saying the reality of the situation, how they work. They are saying yeah, but- he pop, she popped on a drug test. Here's your penalty. It's that. Plus, also, she popped on a drug test after she qualified. He got caught with a picture in January. So, months before the actual, he was able to serve a suspension and still go to trials after that. Right, and I understand that. My reason why I still believe that it's wrong is like, so once again, we're saying that if her mother dies in January and she smokes in January, gets a picture taken of her and she still wins, like we're still having the same conversation because you can see it it in, in other sports. It's like you got Simone Biles, who in my opinion is the best gymnast ever. Bro, the Olympics is making rules because she's just that much freaking better than everybody. Other people are getting hurt trying to do what she does, and that's and that's. And she's not going to stop doing how? what she does, and even though she gets dinged for the thing for the score, which, and, and that that's what I'm saying. That's, that's why I have question a another time. But my I trust me, I'm with you. I do not believe that marijuana should be a legal drug or a legal drug as far as getting popped on a drug test for. Olympic athletes. I do not. I, I, but at the end of the day, it is now. And they put down their ruling on it because it is illegal now. Because if it's, if they don't do anything about it right now, 
but they still have it as an illegal drug on the list. That's going to be that's going to open up another can of worms down the road. And I, but I, even though I agree with you that this shouldn't be on the list of banned drugs as far as Olympic athletes, it is. And she accepts that she she's not fighting anything. She's saying, yeah, I did it because of this. I understood the risks. Here we are. And she's moving on. And I respect that a lot from her as an athlete. That is that is an extremely mature move uh, and aware of the situation. Lamoris, thoughts? I know I saw your uh, your vices you showed while you were muted, but uh, I guess the only thing that I can really add is, is um, in, I guess, uh, in a vacuum world, you know, I understand why she was suspended um, for specifically for the Olympics. But what I don't understand, she's only suspended for the 100 meter, you know, <laughs> race and not the relay because um, it's it's a it's a day that's ban. It's a 30 day ban of... and the 30 days will be up before she runs a four by one so i guess here here's my logic behind that so if she's not able to run one day during the olympics but she can run the next how much of a difference does does your body have you know during those one one day differences so like to me if if you're going to ban her for 30 days cool do it but you know if it if it's really a, a ban i i just don't understand why why you would allow one day for her to not run and then the next day she can um i i just think the spirit of that rule has some flaws but you know rules are rules if if you had a job where you can't smoke weed because you're being drug tested, even though, you know, weed may be legal where you are, um, rules are rules. You have to abide by it, and it, and it kind of sucks. But, you know, I think it'll be, I wouldn't say a learning experience, but I, with Olympics coming up and other athletes, I think they'll learn from it and won't smoke, you know, right before the Olympics. At least wait until after you're drug tested. Yeah. And, you know, that, that is the thing. I think we all can agree that this shouldn't be on the on the banned substance list for the Olympics. But the reality is that it is. That it is. And she got popped for it. She's going to get penalized. And that's kind of that's kind of the. And like you said, in a vacuum, it's X, Y, and Z. And that's the thing. The Olympics works in a vacuum. They work. They said, this, this is the reality. This is what we're doing. This is the rules. And that's it. There is no leeway. There is no gray area. There is no middle ground. It is what it is. Conversation over and done, unfortunately. Yeah, it just seems funny when they, the rules are always tailored to, to serviate, you know, a few, but not all. It's just... No, you're this right. This is what I see. When you have when you have reached that superstar celebrity status, you can get away with things. That's just kind of because things are still run by money. Revenue would not be the same if Michael Phelps was not there for every single event. Just like if LeBron James got popped 
prior to NBA Finals, nobody would discuss it until afterwards because the revenue would be a lot lower if LeBron was not there. That that that's the reality. It comes down we to money. We have recent examples of we have recent examples of LeBron, you know, violating COVID protocols but not actually getting a suspension or however many days off. So, of course, you know, if you if you talk a big game and you produce money, it comes with its benefits. It does. Uh, with that, we'll move on to the NCAA and basically government telling them you can't stop your athletes from profiting off their name, image, and likeness. Uh, and I can tell you these companies and athletes did not waste any time. Hours after the decision was put out by the NCAA to allow athletes to profit off their name, image, and like it, kids are signing million-dollar deals and getting paid. Which a shout-out to Master P. Yes. And Hersey Miller signed a four-year, $2 million deal. What with a tech company, man, gonna be a that nobody ever dollar. heard of this. Thing. <laughs> and they gave that man two million dollars, bro. Two million freaking dollars that's unheard of. I'm so and, glad and this I ain't even going anywhere big either. He's just going, he, what, where's he going even? Like, he's going to some small school, isn't he? Yeah, he's in DC. Where sorry, you've been cutting out. Him? Go again, go again. Oh, yeah, no, I'm saying his son goes to Tennessee State. Okay, yeah, HBCU school. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that he's getting paid $2 million over four years, but and you on full ride scholarship, but you've been put all that money in the bank and cash. It's just insane. Make me see. But, uh, you I, mean, ain't long. I mean, honestly, who does this help and who does this hurt? I mean, obviously, this helps the athletes themselves, but I'm talking about universities. Which universities does this help, and which ones does this hurt? Well, it's obviously going to hurt all your smaller, like, like Hersey Miller is a one-in-a-million, like, person that's going to get a $2 million deal that he goes to an HBCU, mainly because of who his daddy is. That's why he got the deal. Yeah. But, like, it's going to – because what you're going to see is, is that, like, People like Alabama, uh, Michigan, Georgia, Clemson, they're going to start giving these kids, you know, a more of a platform in order for them to make their money. So it's like it, it's going to hurt, like, those schools that don't have any cachet. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Like, it's going to hurt that kid that wants to go to, let's say, to, you know, North Dakota State. You know, are you going to be the starter at the coach that's going to win? You're probably going to win one or two national titles. Or do I take the the walk-on spot at Bama? You know what I'm saying? Never play, but I make my money while I'm in college because I'm on the University of Alabama's team. I get as many local endorsements and stuff from my hometown and, like, nationwide that I can 
and then call it quits after that and then try to parlay that into a coaching job afterwards. You see what I'm saying? You know, yeah, I see, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. So I think that that's who it really hurt. I think it hurts those teams just because it's like, you know, I think we said it before, it's like the rich are going to get richer because of the fact that it's like, I look a whole lot better, like just like with Raleigh, for example. Like, Raleigh's on a bunch of money when he come back to Fairhope selling his Duke number 10 jersey and signing it. Like, he could probably sell those things for like two, $300 a pop. Thank God I got mine done and some before that. But yeah, like he gonna get a feeling off that people I think also this but, could help uh, the uh nah. the like you said, the the like talking about the their old schools that are struggling because now they can make money and start being a donor to their old high schools while they're still in college. And like if, if you were you know, a five-star athlete that came out of an inner city high school that, you know, is still using the same gym equipment from 30 years ago. And now you can actually help them improve their program and get guys to transfer there and develop your high school. I, I think that's a huge, huge benefit right there as well. And then um, just to add on, not only I think the larger schools are going to benefit, but let's also remember uh, states like Georgia, I think California and Florida have already passed NIL bills to where schools can pretty much pull in um, endorsements and redistribute that funds to the student athletes. So if you're going to a UGA um, versus an Alabama right now, Yes, Alabama is going to have a lot of those local endorsements that would be available at UGA. But on top of that, you're going to also be able to see where the school pulls in endorsement money and pays it to you on top of that. So for the players that are maybe like three, um, three stars or yeah. French four stars, but they're not getting like that sort of shine, they're still going to be getting some sort of, you know, money from these schools and, and, and this will help and I would the, assume uh, the larger schools in the states this will help those those athletes that Go are ahead. in the smaller sports too like because think about it the olympic level athletes that are in college like the, the 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 track and field stars and the swimmers they can't take endorsements and if they're still in, when they're still in college, if they're swimming for their college team and qualifying for, they can't get any endorsements out of that. Now they can. And now they 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 because those because I've been in facilities for all different sports levels at, and outside of basketball and football and baseball at certain schools, depending on where you are. You don't have, even at the biggest schools, they don't have great facilities. They don't have great tools at their disposal for those smaller sports, track and field, you know, all those Olympic sports, swimming, tennis. So this is, this is going not, this isn't just going to help already those star players, but this is going to help those smaller ones that are great players, but nobody really cares about outside of their sport. Last thing, if you um, 
if you're in college right now and you're an athlete and you're looking to start your own brand or whatever, please stop using your initials as your logo. Find something you can else. Do better. You can be, do better. Be creative. Come on. I, I'm, I'm tired of seeing the initials. Uh, that's my last one. Yeah. Uh, with that, um, I want to ask, since our former name was Georgia Bama Coaches, the the current, the only current coach, how do you think this will affect recruiting? All right, Ben. Now, what I'm saying is it's like uh, all of the uh, the boomers and stuff, like those are the people that think that something's going to change. It's like money is not going to change no more. It's just like now they got a legal way for money to shift hands. So it's like I don't think that it's going to really mess with recruiting that much. It's like I still think that, you know, people going to – like Alabama's going to get who they want. You know, Georgia's going to get who they want. Notre Dame's going to get who they want. Like it's not going to affect it to the point where it's like people aren't going to go – like, I think right. the only thing that you're going to see is going to happen is that now it's like, okay, instead of me having to, you know, hand out money in McDonald's bags, like Tennessee, like, okay, we just going to, you know, get this kid, you know, this much money in endorsements up front. And then that way we can legally show where the money's coming from. Right. So now we don't have to do that no more. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the school I, I may run this might help, through those businesses. Help the, this, those yeah. smaller schools, like the D2 schools and stuff that are in small towns, you know, when they're when they're competing against other small towns like Valdosta State going against all other Gulf South Conference teams, they can say so they can bring in the local companies that make a lot like, like the Langdales own half of Valdosta. Hey, you come here. We'll get you an endorsement deal with with Langdale's car dealerships. Bang, right there. And that's something that not every other other small school like that can do. Oh yeah, nah, you're right. I mean, it's just like you know, in say take the GSC for example. The only team in the GSC that I think that can recruit better than Valdosta now because of this rule is. Uh, West Georgia. Not no, not West Georgia. West Florida. West they're the Fl only team. They're the only team because they're smack dab in the middle of Pensacola. Right. That's you a good spot to be. You're right. That's such it's a, a perfect spot to be. In. You buy. That's such a commercialized area. Yeah. So many. Yeah. Are down there. Because you right. buy the beach, you got so many. And the only team I think that can out recruit Valdosta right now. Yeah. But um. Other than that, yeah, no, I 100% agree with what you're saying. Yeah. So I, I think this is good all around. Uh, it helps the schools. It helps coaches. helps players, especially players from areas where they're not making any money. Uh, and help them out because, I mean, these kids that they're living in the projects off of food stamps, but they're a star athlete. And they can't get paid for that. That's that's you know that's people that I feel for, and this is going to help them tremendously. Um, and actually, well, on that note, uh, we should discuss Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush, and um, he was a, a lot of the talk on the day that this came down from the NCAA, and is still part of the talk uh, as far as because as we we may some of you out there may have forgotten. He was stripped of his Heisman Trophy, stripped of his Heisman season, 
Uh, I believe also the school was stripped of their national championship from that year. Lots of things. Uh, and now there's a call to reinstate all of that stuff. Well, free my dude, Reggie Bush, bro. I want to see five on UNC's campus, USC's campus by the end of the month because he's absolutely right. I don't want to hear none of that because he basically did what everybody was doing yep. back in that time. He just got caught. Yeah. And I mean, let's be real. Everybody still like, was doing it now anyways. He, he Nobody exactly. Ever doing you know, he just that. happened to get caught. Yeah. So I'm just like, I really feel like, you know, it's time to, you know, let bygones be bygones. Like, he gave the Heisman back willingly. Y'all need to give him back his Heisman, give him back his college stats. Like, it's it's not that big a deal. Like, you ain't going to be you ain't gonna be doing this for, like, everybody and their mama. But, like, he has a point. Like, I, I really do believe that he deserves to have all of his stuff back because, in my eyes, like, he earned it. It's just me. Lev, do you agree? Uh, I would say yes and no. Because, yes, in a sense, in an individual standpoint, um, you know, he wanted fair and square. It's not like he was – doing some banned substance that gave him a performative advantage, like, you know, but I, I would say no to reinstating it because if you look at the schools that were punished due to recruiting violations or to, um, you know, giving money to players or whatever the case may be, they're not going to benefit from it. Um, and it's, it's a, it's, it's different, you know, players in schools, but in the sense of we're just rewarding this guy, uh, only because he was a fan favorite and we respect his play. Um, yeah, but the schools can't get that back. So, so I, I get both sides of the field, um, where I'd be bothered either way. No, but. Um, I don't I think it's going to get reinstated, age, but I think so. it should. Uh, I, I mean, I I don't see with how with how much a stick in the mud the NCAA is. Uh, I mean, it took Congress to tell them that they can't penalize players for name, image, and likeness profiting off of that. Um, I just don't see them saying, yeah, Reggie Bush will reinstate your season so you can have your Heisman. I think that's that's just not part of their MO, unfortunately. Um, but I do think this is a one step towards us having NCAA football uh, video game back um, in its full glory of what it should be. Um, so I do think this is a huge positive that aspect. Um, that being said, um, we'll move on. I think that's all I wanted to talk about today. Um, nothing else really going on. Uh, we'll get to the petty moment of the week. Uh, go ahead, guys. Petty moment of the week. Petty moment of the week. I mean, isn't it's got to be uh, what's his name from the Clippers shoving Chris Paul? Yeah, like Patrick Beverly. Patrick, that's Chris what I thought about. Right yeah, Patrick Beverly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was being a whole Mitch. When that happened, man. And like, that, like, that's not on, a little bro. shove of, of, of like, that wasn't a shove of, like, frustration. That was a 
I w- I'm about to fight you type shove. Like it sure was. That that's the shove that you saw in the hallway before guys were about to fight back in high school. And and I don't know. I mean, I would have wouldn't have had much restraint in that in that moment as one of Chris Paul's teammates. I might have like gone over the ref's back and and punched Patrick Peverly myself, considering the the emotions of the moment. But yeah, I mean, I and I feel because everybody was like, "Man, y'all, to Chris Paul teammates ain't no riders." But it's like you got to think about it. like they've been eliminated. You know, I don't want to risk anything and not be able to play in the finals. But I get what you're saying, like, bro, shoot, I love Patrick Beverly already looked like a ragged dog. He would have got beat like one too. Like I would have taken my jersey off, handed the equipment. I don't want to do this affiliated officially with the team. So <laughs> let's take this. <laughs> Like, golly, bro, like, he's got to do, like, you a grown man, bro. That man, like, 30, what, 33, 34, and you yeah, push He's he, he an older guy in the league. He ain't, he ain't a young buck, that's for sure. That's what I'm saying. Like, he got to he gotta get better. This is my opinion. Patrick, on some, he on some, some weird people stuff. Yeah. He definitely be doing the smelling salts before the game. I promise you. <laughs> All right, Lem, what you got? I think Solo's the pettiest person um, this week, but we'll reserve that for him. Oh no, 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 no! We, I, I need to hear this. Explain this. What's what's his petty? What's the pettiness of Solo this oh, week? God, what did I do now? Uh, he's he's just petty. That's all. I'm going to leave it at that. He knows what he did. He's oh, okay. and, oh uh, wow! He There's be a story here. Himself. I okay. want the guilt yes, to build up until next week. All right. <laughs> I know what I did, but okay okay (laughs) all right we'll move on to final thoughts here go ahead fellas don't blame the black man for everything like my co-star like we all we're all human all right um congratulations on the baby shower thank you sir Um, don't make it a, a good thing about not making it a surprise. Like I am, like I'm gonna surprise my wife, and if she goes into labor, that's just it's gonna be what it is. But uh, I, I'm not having <laughs> a, a baby shower. I'm not part of the baby shower. This is her and the females of the family. I'm not. I'm going to Taco Mac for three hours. Oh, you watching Euro Cup Mac. soccer. Going to Taco Mac for three. Hours. Hey, that's not a bad thing. I feel you. But yeah, nah. Um, just. Enjoy life, love life, huh, because you were locked down for 18 years in like six weeks. So, I know. <laughs> you about to be the same way too, brother. I know. I got I got a little bit longer though. I got till I got till Christmas. Do you guys so know the gender my, yet? I'm having a little boy. Good. Everybody's having boys right now. Thank God. Brian had a boy. Heaven is having a boy. Yep. I'm crossing um, all of y'all's kids' ankles. <laughs> I'm I'm crossing all of y'all's kids' ankles as soon as they're yeah, able because to walk, like I'm bringing my basketball. Yeah, because by the time the they're able to walk, they're gonna be your height anyway. <laughs> That's the petty moment of the week. <laughs> but no, we already decided that that when we have when we have kids, we're gonna set the goal at seven feet and intentionally dunk over top of them when we play them one on one. This is going to be fun. Nah, heck yeah. Like, Junior is going to have a hell of a time. Oh, so, so you're naming child. him after you? 
Oh yeah, Solomon Lamar Johnson the second. Are you gonna? What are you and, gonna call him? What is he gonna go by? Wait, I'm either gonna call him. I'm either gonna call duo. him like Solomon or I'm gonna call him Duo. Yeah, just because like April won't let me say Deuce because she said it sounds like poop, so I can't call him Deuce. Even though I think Deuce is a freaking awesome name. Yeah. What are your final thoughts, Lem? Um, final thoughts. We have what a month or two months until college basketball or college football starts up. Yeah. Go ahead and state claims for your teams because I want all the smoke this year. Um, normally I don't expect much from Georgia, but uh, we're winning the championship this year. Did you say that last Shit, year? Yeah. And the year, yeah. and the year before that? Yeah. And the year before that? No, I, I, I didn't. I, I didn't. Since Kirby I Smart said, came out, has it been saying I that? I said that Florida was going to win the East. I, I never said UGA was going to actually win any year since Kirby Smart's been there. Okay, well, guess what? We'll see Unlike you in some the other SEC illogical champion. Georgia fans, yeah, this my- is the year. Okay, we'll see you in the SEC championship again. And then when we beat you again with our backup quarterback, who's a freshman, like, don't say nothing. Roll tied in twelve, my boy. I don't want to hit. And we'll see the time. we'll see That'll the winner of y'all loss. in the in the college football playoffs. You guys blow us out. That's how it's gonna go. <laughs> y'all gotta join the conference. <laughs> well, we're not. Know, we can. You can still go. You just can't. You JT, can't have you a have to get through the off schedule. I can, you can still make the playoffs. You just can't get a first round bye without being a in a conference. Ah, uh, boy. Gotcha. All right, well, well, my I, final thoughts. That sucks for you know, Notre Dame. All I can that's say the first is, round exit for them. Yeah, yeah, it will be. But shield. All right, but with that, I'll go to my final thoughts. Number one, uh, shout out to Mark Rick. Uh, don't know he got diagnosed with Parkinson's disease uh, I imagine if anybody can pull through that I believe it's you Mark Rick so good luck and to the Italian national soccer team members that had subbed out and went to the locker room and were halfway undressed when they won and chose to run out and just their their jock straps uh, put some pants on have some respect for yourself. Hey. Ah, that's the Italian way, ain't it? That I, that's not the Italian way that I know about. <laughs> in Italy, if, in Italy you're, not you can't you you look you're you can't even get looked at the right way if you're wearing shorts in Italy. Like if you're walking around town and you're not in slacks, oh, forget about it. That, a tourist can I only thought get Italians love their meatballs. That funny when they wear anything but slacks walking around the city. Yeah. But with that, we'll get out of here. We'll see y'all hopefully next week. Uh, we'll see how it goes. But have a good day. See you. See y'all, boys. <laughs>